Anna needs more Louie. I'm shocked. Okay, what did I interrupt Louie about? All right, Jake, you want to stop? You want to just cancel this? I mean, at this point, it's it's really just... I think the episode's ruined. What's this all about? All right, looking at Dad and Scott's team, <laughs> I got no thoughts. Louie, why don't you jump in here? <laughs> all right, hold on a second. Hold on a second. All That's right. perfect. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the fourth episode of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast, where today we will be talking about week three and all the happenings and craziness that went on. Jack is here with me. Jack, say hello to everyone. The hip-hop happenings. What a weekend, TJ. What a weekend of football. Topsy-turvy, lefty-lurvy, snurvy-dervy. What a weekend. What a weekend. I am your main host, Tommy Lettenmeyer. I am also your main host, Jack <laughs> Lettenmeyer. He is here with me. And against all odds, we have Louis Lettenmeyer back here with us again for two weeks in a row. Say hello to everyone, Louis. Hey, guys. Assistant to the regional manager. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Louis, our tertiary host. <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of crazy stuff happened. Let's get right into it. I want the feature of this podcast to be the matchup between Kyle and Jack. It was a matchup for the ages, easily the best matchup of the week in terms of overall production from both teams. Kyle takes down Jack 15,986 to Jack's 15,276. I'll go out there and call this the we- the matchup of the season. There's no way two teams score this much. You don't think so? That's a bold claim. It's early. It's early. It is early. Those are two real high scores. They are. For both teams to put up that much, I can see one team, you know, there's going to be somebody who smokes somebody else. Right. But for both teams to score over 15,000 and one I don't know. Up, I don't know. That's let's make so a much. let's make a let's make a let bet. Let's, we'll just I, mark that down. I bet. Let bet. I bet. I bet. I bet that there are two. There's a matchup this week where the winner this, scores over sixteen thousand, and uh, the other person scores. Yeah, just a higher matchup. Just a higher matchup. For I mean, total point. points. We talking just total yeah, points? Yeah, total overall? points. Well, no, okay. not total. Not total points, but because it has no, to be evenly distributed. That's exactly what it I'm saying. Be, it has to be evenly distributed. You're saying total points, or because we're talking about having over thirty thousand. Are you saying saying like it shouldn't be total points because because theoretically there could be someone that scores like twenty three thousand and the other person scores seven thousand? Yeah, Yeah. precisely. (laughs) Okay, well that's not that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about total overall point score between two teams. Okay, the limit here is over thirty one thousand. I bet there will be. I bet there will be more. Do a let bet. Someone write it down. Okay, Louis bets this will be the highest scoring matchup of the year. Jack says it will not be. The let's have bet. Uh, okay, so getting into the winner, Kyle moves to one and two. Both of you guys were zero and two. You fall to zero and three. Kyle moves to one and two. That's back to back weeks that you have done really well. Your week Tell me one what was you terrible. think about my team, and then I'll go through Kyle's team because I'm really interested to hear your breakdown of my team. Okay, yeah, uh, I'd love to. 
it's easy to be discouraged at 0-3. I would be very discouraged if I was at 0-3, especially in the fashion that you have gotten to 0-3, like I said. Could have easily won last week, and you definitely should have won this week. Uh, it's not often that someone loses with over 15,000. I like your team still. You don't have anything to worry about. Let's not overreact. Uh, I was I was hoping you would get the win, and then you would have... Not actually, but you would have total vindication uh, with <laughs> taking Matt I Ryan knew. over Patrick I Mahomes. I knew, dude. You knew, I dude. knew Matt Ryan was going to be a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Matt Ryan is in his prime, dude. Watch. Okay. <laughs> I did it for but this yeah, matchup. Anyway, 4,000 for Matt Ryan, out of control. That New Orleans Saints-Atlanta Falcons game was just insane. Everybody who was on the field scored a lot of points. Uh, so he has an amazing week. Backs his last week performance up with an even better week. He had 3,000 last week, 4,000 this week. So maybe he he really has turned it around. We will see, but uh, things are looking good there for you. Marvin Jones Jr., another good week, 1490. Inunua gets a lot of targets again, uh, only puts up 770, but Inunua now has, through three weeks, has 10 targets a game, so that's encouraging. Christian McCaffrey. 184 last, rushing yards, dude. Last week got 14 receptions. This week is barely involved in the passing game at all, but gets 28 carries. You love to see it. Like you said, 140, 184 yards. He is their workhorse. He is going to get the ball a lot. You have nothing to worry about with him. Kareem Hunt has a good game, 1640. What I will say about Kareem Hunt, even though he's done well the last two weeks, um, what is worrisome to me is Kareem Hunt is, is getting 17 carries a game. You like to see that. Kareem Hunt is getting one target per game through the first three weeks. One target. They just have so many passing options in that offense. Exactly, it's, and I don't know what Andy Reid's plan is long term. Maybe he's just trying to get the newer guys like Sammy Watkins more acclimated to the offense. I'm not sure, but... If they're winning, though, you know? Yeah. Why force it? Yeah, but, I don't know, Kareem Hunt's such a dynamic running back, you'd hope that he gets more work in the passing game. I mean, the other thing is, Andy Reid is so inconsistent that, like, who knows? They're, you know, he just... Kareem Hunt is obviously a valuable part of that offense. There's just a lot of mouths to feed, and Kareem Hunt's name isn't Tyreek Hill, so you can't bank on huge weeks every week. But Tyreek Hill, speaking of, did not have a huge week this week. So yeah, they're, so you're all going to take turns. That's the thing. It's going to be Tyreek you know, Hill is going to be huge. I've, I've been hearing a lot of comparisons between the Chiefs' offense and the Golden State Warriors' offense <sighs> uh, because they spread the ball around so much. Uh, any given week is going to go to someone else. Uh, but yeah, yeah Patrick Patrick Mahomes keep break keeps breaking records with the variety of receivers he's throwing to he's thrown nine touchdowns to nine different receivers through three games it's uh the the record for the whole season is 13 yeah yeah that's out of control he's currently on pace for 4,778 yards and 69 touchdowns on the season (laughs) and for those of you who don't know the Current single season record for most touchdowns thrown is fifty five. So, so yeah, uh, that's a nice transition into Kyle's team because he got he got a lot from Patrick Mahomes three hundred fourteen passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 
a monster week. And as as we were chatting about earlier, Tommy, Adam Thielen with 105 receiving yards and 14 receptions. A lot of that was garbage time, which is a shame. But at the same time, you know, garbage time is money time. I take garbage time points, so they count. It was just uh, disappointing because Adam Thielen really didn't have a ton in the weirdest game of football that's ever happened. It's the weirdest game I've seen in a very long time. The Vikings losing to the Bills 27-6. to And it was 27 nothing, like, so fast. It was out of control. But, yeah, like you said, a bunch of garbage points for Adam Thielen. He's now averaging almost 15 targets a game through three weeks. He's averaging 10 catches a game and 112 yards a game through three weeks. So very encouraging stuff from him. Kyle also getting massive performances from both Mike Williams with two touchdowns and 81 yards and Robert Woods with two touchdowns, 104 yards, and 10 receptions. Karma, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Capital K, lowercase A-R-M-A. Karma. (laughs) I mean, not in all caps karma, but boy. Robert Woods putting up 28.70 the week Kyle plays me after... You all know my opinions about Robert Woods. I haven't hit it. Uh, it's karma, and God's you know, God's trying to teach me a lesson here. Robert Woods isn't good. Okay, let's all let's all be on the same page about that. Uh, it's just you know, of course against me. Mike Williams, I like him. No surprise there. He's a stud. The Bears having a monster game too with three interceptions, four sacks, taking down the Cardinals sixteen to fourteen. Kyle had their defense and. George Kittle putting up a promising 1240 with five receptions. So, you know, it was just, like you said, I'm happy with my points production. Uh, Kyle's happy with his. I got bested. It sucks, especially to go down 0-3. But both of us can, I guess, be positive moving forward. I don't know. I still don't love Kyle's team, but that's hard to say when he just put that many points up against me. Yeah, there are still some serious holes on his team, specifically obviously looking at the running back position. He seems to be set at the wide receiver position with Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods. That's a great trio of wide receivers. And then not to mention he's got Mike Williams in his flex and then Geronimo Allison on his bench with Geronimo Allison on his bench with 1460. Uh, He's been been good the first three weeks. But his running backs are the concern. uh, And I don't know, Breida had another decent game, so that's encouraging but with Garoppolo going down is out for the season we'll see how that offense now looks with their new quarterback which is uh, just a shame thoughts to Jimmy Dre, Jimmy Dre, <laughs> Jimmy G especially for that to happen on a play uh that you know most people would say probably should have gone out of bounds you probably should have gone to, out of bounds it's tough to blame a guy for tearing his ACL but it's like dude just go out of bounds. Smarter. Go he had to cut. He, he had to cut back in really hard to try and get that extra yard. Uh, no, it's 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 too bad for him. Um, but then, yeah, I, I mean, Rex Burkhead didn't get a single carry uh, in the game against Detroit. Got two catches for twenty six yards, but then went down with a neck injury the week after getting a concussion. He cannot stay healthy, and they're not using him much, so that's not looking good. Derrick Henry is basically a is basically Marshawn Lynch without getting the touchdowns, which is not good because then you're only getting like 50 yards a game. <laughs> so uh, he's not hey, stuck. Kyle he's not... was really high on him at the draft. You're an he idiot, was. Kyle. He, he did. Well, he told b- both you and me that we were idiots for not believing in Derrick Henry. So, Kyle, uh, you were so wrong. <laughs> uh, 
two more things I'll say about Kyle is uh, Josh Gordon. New England needs him, and they need him badly. Uh, New England looked awful. They need another wide receiver, uh, and hopefully that is good news for Kyle, and uh, he'll start to be productive for him. But, uh, yeah, I would say that's that the game against Detroit made me realize that if he can keep things together and, and stay on track, they're going to try and use him because they need someone uh, – to take attention away from Gronkowski because he was just double teamed the whole game. Um, they did a really good job of shutting him down. That was an impressive win for the Lions over the Patriots. A really big statement win for Matt Patricia against his old boss. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one last thing I'll say about Kyle is after complimenting him for his excellent week and his team is looking really good outside of his running back position, uh, things are looking up for you moving forward. Um, I did want to mention real quick that I noticed, I didn't know, maybe you knew this, but Kyle literally picked Jared Goff as his second QB, the pick before you took Mahomes. Were you, are you aware of that? I, uh... There's the, literally the pick before. Um, and Kyle is, for years now, has been the one that wants bench spots to expand because even when it's not warranted Kyle always has extreme confidence in himself and he believe I I believe that he believes that he's a really good drafter and so he wants more bench spots because he believes he'll get the good guys and that he can hold on to them longer newsflash Kyle you're not that good at drafting and it is because we have such small bench spots that you even have Patrick Mahomes and it is because we have small bench spots that your team is looking so good because Right now you'd have, at, uh, right now we, you'd have um, at Andrew Luck as your starting quarterback, and he right now doesn't seem to be able to throw the ball for more than thirty yards. Uh, so you are dropping some knowledge right now, my. Friend. I would say be careful what you wish for, uh, because you, you had might some good. Just tr- lose you, it all. Yeah, you might just lose it all, and then you're fine. Honestly, I don't know what to say, what to think about Hogan. If the Patriots can turn it around, maybe he can turn it around. But right now, um, Scott knew something. Scott yeah, knew something that you Scott didn't know, something. and he right now is winning that uh, trade. So we'll see what that looks like moving forward. But obviously, excellent weeks for both of you. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to kudos to both of you. You both deserve to win. Sorry you got the loss, uh, but hopefully you can bounce back next week with another strong week. On to the uh, next matchup for me, and on to the next matchup for this podcast. Absolutely. We're going to move on to Dan versus Brian, the Battle of the Brothers. Uh, arguably two of the best teams through the first two weeks. They were both 2-0 going into the matchup. Brian gets the victory, 13,674, beating Dan with 12,962. Dan falls Let me run through Dan's team real quick, because... I've got some thoughts on it, and I want to get your take. Sure. First of all, as I mentioned previously, Tyreek Hill with his worst game so far. Only two receptions for 51 yards. A lot of mouths to feed. I, I don't know. That's all there is to it. Don't be worried. Tyreek Hill's going to keep Tyreek Hilling, I'm pretty sure. I think the biggest disappointment this week for Dan is his, is his head honcho, Kirk Cousins. I don't know what happened in that game, but... Kirk Cousins 
was a lot of the reason for it. I mean, it just it was a it was an abysmal offensive performance by the Vikings, and the Bills are the Bills. I don't know what happened. It's I, I mean it's just I don't know it was inexplicable. I, I, it doesn't the result of the game didn't make any sense. Everyone and their mother. It's the largest upset in twenty three years. Yeah, everyone and their mother thought the Vikings were a sure victory. The Bills had looked just atrocious. The Vikings had looked really good. Uh, they won their week one matchup. They tied to the uh, Packers, and they looked really good in that game. And just inexplicable. They got down early, and I don't know. Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks where he seems to, if he gets out of funk, he's not really good at settling himself and, and getting back into the swing of things. If things start off well, he'll continue to play well. But, uh, yeah, they, he just they got down early, and he was just frazzled the rest of the game. and Not uh, good. Not, not good, good at, at all. all. Two massive running back performances for Dan. Saquon Barkley with 82 yards and a touchdown, 35 receiving yards as well. Carlos Hyde with two rushing touchdowns, 98 rushing yards, and two receptions. I I got to shut my mouth a little bit on Carlos Hyde. He's been good, and it, I don't know why he wouldn't continue being good, especially with Baker Mayfield coming in. I think that might even improve his production moving forward. Speaking of production moving forward, Jarvis Landry with 100 yards in this game, eight rece- eight receptions. Dude, that game was fun to watch. Baker Mayfield is fun to watch. That offense could be pretty, should I say, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, encouraging stuff. As soon as Mayfield went in, it, it, the whole team looked rejuvenated, both offensively and defensively, and uh, they played really well in the second half. And, yeah, I wanted to ask you, do you are you finally buying in with Hyde? You've been down on him, I mean, but that's... Yeah, I, buying in in the sense that he is certainly... I mean, Dan set at the running back position with Barkley as his one and Hyde as his two. That's uh, Hi- Carlos Hyde is absolutely a startable running back two every week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Barkley's getting about around twenty-two touches a game. Landry's got thirty-seven targets through three games. Uh, Hilton had a down week; he just didn't get a touchdown. But through three weeks, he had eleven targets, eleven targets, and ten targets. So Andrew Luck's looking towards him. Uh, Tyree Kill for some reason doesn't do well at home. For the Chiefs. His home and away splits are just like absurd. He does extremely well on the road and then for some reason Andy Reid doesn't use him much at home. So uh, that's just something that I found a little interesting. Uh, but Dan's team is obviously looking good. Down week for Kirk Cousins. If he performs how he had the first two weeks, he gets the win. Uh, he doesn't as it is. The rest of his team played pretty well. Um, but yeah, Dan doesn't have really anything to worry about at all. Uh, and even looking at his bench, a very encouraging week from Chris Carson, who just seemed to totally take over that backfield with... Uh, yeah, I got Rashad Penny. Penny sitting on my bench, and three carries versus Chris Carson's... How many carries did he have? 32. 32. 32. So, yeah. wow. Not great. Just as it looked like Rashad Penny was about to get some more work in the offense, Pete Carroll says, nah. Here's the thing. Next week it'll just be reversed. Pete Carroll's yeah, maniac. yeah. Yeah, he is. And there's, it's just not a fun game to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. Seattle running backs the last couple of years have certainly been inconsistent, uh, reminiscent of Patriots running backs. Ever since Marshawn Lynch left, it's been a, a crapshoot uh, in Seattle's backfield. And, yeah, like we said, Pete Carroll is just out of his mind. And, you know, he'll probably come out and say, yeah, Chris Carson, he's, he's going to be the starter, he's going to be the workhorse, and then – Chris Carson will get like seven touches next week. So, 
Um, but yeah, yeah. speaking, stay, staying on the bench level, Jimmy Garoppolo on Brian's bench with a nice game, 2,200 points, but as we mentioned, the injury, brutal. It's okay for Brian because he was starting Drew Brees. 4,000 points. You know, Obviously, right? Matt Ryan in that matchup we talked about. Three passing touchdowns, 396 yards, and two rushing touchdowns to boot. Did you see that missed tackle the Falcons had on Breeze? Yeah, both of those guys should retire. Hysterical. Yeah, retire. <laughs> Hang up your cleats. You're done. Uh, Hopkins with a big game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Brian's team Brian's team definitely deserved the win here. I... Uh, I don't know. It's the same tune we've been saying for Brian's team. Seems like the wide receivers are strong, but Allen Robinson did not do as well as he's been doing, and that Bears offense does not look good. They're they're winning games. They're two and one, but they barely beat the bad Cardinals. I'm a Trey Burton owner, and even though Trey Burton had 700 points this week, I don't have high hopes for him. That offense just does not look good. Do you think Robinson is a is a reputable wide receiver three moving forward, Louie, or do you think Brian needs to fill that slot? You hold on to him. I mean, he's getting the targets. And Not drop him, but do you think he'll be sure. startable every week? What's his bench look like? Has he got anybody you can... No, I mean, no. not really. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't have a single startable wide receiver on his bench. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily see anybody on waivers. I mean, he's coming head. off a 10-catch week last week, so I, I know right. I'm... It's just it's, a down week. But um, but it does that offense just worries me. Sure. They're going to be inconsistent. Yeah. Well, newsflash, Mitch Trubisky's not good. <laughs> like, he's just not a good hey, quarterback right now. Hey, he's our guy. Yes, guy. that's great, but he's future. not a good quarterback. So Hey, whoa. They're winning games because of their defense. Yep. First um, in the conference, Tommy. That's true. First in the division. Let's relax. Oh, vernacular <laughs> jargon. All right. What do you uh, think about Brian's team? He, he's. I mean, he's solid. Uh, he's got a good team, and Brian's not one to overreact. A, a terrible game from Kenyon Drake. Uh, you don't like to see it, but he only got, uh, I think, like six or seven carries. But the Dolphins only ran he had five 30, carries. The Dolphins only ran thirty-nine offensive snaps the entire game. Uh, so it was a weird game. I, I don't think it means anything. I think you can. He's a he's a decent. The three and zero Dolphins. Three and zero Dolphins face the Patriots next week. So Brian's not one to overreact. I think he'll keep his starting lineup the same. I don't think he'll even overreact to the Will Disley uh, bad performance, who came crashing down back to earth. You love to see Adrian Peterson with another monster week. I feel so happy for him. I think, I mean, his his performance is going to be, I think, completely dependent upon game script for the Washington Redskins. If they're winning, he's going to get a lot of carries and he's going to produce. If they're come playing from behind, they're going to use Chris Thompson more and he's not going to get as many carries, which was the case in uh, last week against Indianapolis. He only got a lot of carries. How did the Redskins go and lose to Indianapolis 21-9 and then next week beat the Packers 31-17. Football is so weird. Yeah, nothing makes sense this year. I mean, what, the Jaguars beat... Jaguars lost... Jaguars beat the Patriots. Beat the Patriots and then lost the Titans single digits. I mean... 9-6. <laughs> nothing. That was a fun game of football to watch. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. It was enthralling. Start to finish. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think bottom line for these two teams in this matchup is they're both looking really good. A uh, few small holes here and there, but um, we'll see how everything shapes out. With Aaron Jones coming back, 
Uh, he looked like the better running back in that game with Jamal Williams, so they might start using him more. And then if if he becomes the lead back there, Brian's going to be set at the running back position. So um, both teams look good. Brian Brian's in first place, by the way, uh, at three and zero. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, next matchup we'll talk about is going to be Anna versus Drew because. Anna takes down Drew, 13,894, to Drew's 9,200. Anna's team looking great again. She moves to 2-1. Uh, she is now in third place, I believe. Let's double-check that real quick. I'm going to let you go deep into Anna's team, but first I'm going I'm to do some no, quick analysis. You are not, you are not yes. critiquing yes, I am. team. Hey, no, you're not. Hey, yes, I am. He, me and him have been texting this week. I have some things to say, okay? Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, Anna's in fourth place uh, as it is. Uh, so, um, so okay. looking at Drew's team. Looking thought, at Drew's team. I thought I was going into Anna's first. No, I said first. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm yeah. first. I'm going right. to analyze Drew's team. You wait your turn, okay? Anna's is a bit meatier. I don't have too much to say. Uh, Drew's team again proved. Uh, how do I phrase this? I mean, you're looking at a bad team, folks. You're looking at a bad fantasy football team. That doesn't mean there's no hope, but at this point, Drew's accepted this. I've received a handful of GIF emojis, including trucks on fire and a lot of imagery that's metaphoric for Drew's failure of a draft and poor trajectory for this season. That being said, folks, it's only week three. Drew, I think you got a lot of hope here. Tom Brady, I don't know what happened. Only 852 against his former defensive coordinator. Maybe he just had Tom's number. I don't know. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He'll be fine. Odell, he's gonna keep Odell. He'll fu- he'll be fine. We're gonna keep on keep on Beckham. I don't know some sort of phrase. Golden Tate, 990. You're fine there. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, but. I like Golden Tate. I like Marvin Jones Jr. I like Kenny Galladay. They're all startable weekly. Here's where we get to the not-so-good stuff, Drew. Philip Dorsett went down with an injury. You still got a gaping hole at the wide receiver three slot. Wide receiver three slot. And then it's just your running backs, my man. Tariq Cohen, only with 926. He's just not startable. He's really not. Sony Michelle. I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? He's a Patriots running back. Is he talented? Sure. Does he get some work? Sure. Not startable. Eric Ebron? He's one of two tight ends on a really bad Colts team. I don't know. Maybe not startable. Look at your team, brother. Make some moves. Okay. It's your turn, Tom. All right. Do I follow up on Drew's team at all, or do I just go in yeah, and Yeah, please. Defend him, because... I wanted to be a little overdramatic there, but, you know, Drew knows he's in a tough position. I think he's got to make some clever trades. He's got to hit the waiver wire. He's just His team's in bad shape. I don't know how else to say it. His team looks to be in bad shape right now. We don't want to overreact. Like you said, it's been three weeks. He's lucky to be 1-2, which is the bright spot. He could very easily be 0-3 if you would not have shat the bed in week one. Uh, so he should be 0-3, but he's 1-2, so that's good. I mean, you didn't mention Corey Davis on his bench, who had a bad week, but 
it was a bad week matchup against Jacksonville. If Mariota is healthy, Corey Davis has been getting the targets. I think he could very easily still be a very decent wide receiver three option. Uh, Dalvin Cook, injured on his bench. You didn't mention him. He should be a borderline uh, running back one, running back two on the season. Uh, if he can, if he hey, can dude, go back and be healthy. The Vikings are worse than the Bills. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Sony Michelle, I thought it was a very encouraging game for him, even though he didn't play well. They utilized him. He was the main back. If the Patriots' offense can figure it out, I think they're going to continue to use Michelle. And so you could be looking at a potentially decent flex play in Michelle. Now, Ebron is definitely a tight end that is going to be touchdown dependent. Uh, didn't get a touchdown this week, so he didn't have a good week. But really, the tight end position this year has not been good. Abysmal. It's been yeah, no, you're terrible. Right. Eric Ebron is startable. Is startable this cause, year. Because yeah. the tight ends this year, I mean, you Just go, you go top three and then you forget... You, you, I mean, right. no the rest is just yeah. get eleven targets. Yeah, that's that's, that's startable. That's huge. That that's you huge. start that. Yeah. You yeah, start no, that. That's poor analysis on my part. Totally startable. <laughs> I mean, but Tommy, I just think the running backs are insurmountably bad. I mean, yeah. Dalvin Cook. Yes. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is the only is, right, is the yeah. only currently startable running back on Drew's team. That is not yeah. good. If yeah. Yeldon is startable as long Unfortunately, as... now the newest news is that he might not start this next week again. Yes, true. Because it's a short week. Yeah, yeah. they got to play on Thursday night, so there's a chance Cook does not play again. That would really put uh, Drew in a tough spot. I mean, the good news is you've got uh, Dante Pettis on his bench, who I, I'm sure he's going to drop. Uh, Marquis Goodwin is back, so there's no reason to roster him. Um, so he can pick someone up from that. I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I don't think right now Cohen is startable. I mean... <laughs> He might somehow be his best option, depending on who he can get off waivers. But, uh, yeah, he's got to get on the waiver wire, got to make some moves, and, like you said, potentially maybe uh, make some trades. I'd, I'd hold on to Calvin Benjamin for now. Josh Allen looked good. The Bills looked good. Maybe things are turning around for them. He's still the number one wide receiver there. So, But, yeah, it's looking bad. It's But, hey, I was last year I was 3-1. and one. I had one of the best teams in the league through four weeks. I went two and seven the rest of the year and ended up in last place. So a lot can change after <laughs> the change. beginning of the season. Things can change very quickly. So things could turn around all of a sudden. Tom Brady could look like the best quarterback in the league. Uh, you know, Eric Ebron could become a steady tight end. Sony Michelle could blow up and become a really good running back. So let's just wait. Let's not blow things up yet. Wait a few more weeks and see what happens. Speaking uh, Anna, of blowing up, yeah, Anna's team is Alvin Kamara. Straight fire. Uh, Sean Watson. Sean Watson puts up twenty six hundred. A little bit, bit of that was garbage points, but uh, he's now got forty rushing yards a game. Last two weeks, he's putting up three hundred fifty yards per game and two touchdowns per game. That's awesome. Uh, Brandon Cooks, another great game. He gets uh, another seven catches in 90 yards. Had a near touchdown, was tackled at the one-yard line. He's averaging eight targets a game in a high-powered offense. That's awesome. Uh, Aguilar had a bad week. Maybe once being back is a bit of a problem for Aguilar. Uh, the good news is, is that she's also got Kenny Galladay, uh, who I just absolutely love. Uh, they're using him in their two wide receiver sets. They're using him and Marvin Jones instead of Golden Tate. Uh that's really good news. That's really, really, really good news for Anna. 
uh, I think he's going to be excellent the rest of the year for her. Uh, is Alvin it Kenny Kam- Galladay? Whoa, is it Kenny Galladay? <laughs> Kenny Galladay that they call Babytron? I don't know. Because um, Calvin Johnson was named Megatron, and I believe Galladay, because of his impressive stature, is called Babytron. Did you guys see that Galladay's almost catching the end zone? Um, where he was like he like leaned back and like caught the ball and like his back heel was barely out of the end zone. Did either of you see that? No. It was like he turned he turned himself into like a sarcophagus. Just he was just like this stiff board. He had his he had his back heels planted on the ground and like reached up and caught the ball. And, like, was, like, dragging his feet along, and, like, as he caught it, his left back heel was, like, an inch. Uh, it, was, it would have been, like, one of the catches of the year if he had made it. Uh, anyway, he's got great hands. He's looking good. Alvin Kamara has 38 targets through three weeks. Um, had 20 targets and 15 catches this week. He's got 35 more targets over the first three weeks than Kareem Hunt. Um <laughs> That's just he's rude, a- dude. He's averaging 12 rushes and 10 receptions per game and averaging 143 yards per scrimmage per game and has three touchdowns on the year. Uh, his his production and opportunity may decrease a tiny bit when Mark Ingram comes back, but even if you decrease... So he's averaging 22 touches a game. Even if you decrease that to 15 touches a game... At the at the yards per touch that he has, he's still getting like around 105, 110 yards a game. So it's looking really good for Kamara. Uh, Corral had a great game because he got two touchdowns. Let's pump the brakes on him. Uh, he's averaging 2.5 yards per carry over the last two games. So uh, not exactly tremendous production, but as long as he keeps getting the goal line carries, he could be okay. Evan Ingram goes down with a sprained MCL. Uh, he's definitely going to be out, I would say, for at least a few weeks. Depends on what kind of grade of a sprain it is. If it's a grade two, uh, you're probably looking at at least a three-game absence. So Anna will have to look to the waiver wire to replace him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, she picked up Will Lutz with uh, Ligatron being out for the week, and he puts up 1700 uh, Jacksonville is going to be a steady defense for her. Uh, it's just, it's looking really good for her right now. Even in a, what is seemingly a kind of, I mean, it felt like a down week for her as the week was happening. And she ended up with 13,894. So she is absolutely fine right now. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to say about her team before we move to the next matchup? Uh, yeah. I mean, one comment I think would be, I look at Anna's team and I look at the bench and I see DJ Moore and I think droppable. You know, agreed. and, and I, I don't think that's a bad take. What I will say is I was, cause I was reading about him and I, I looked at him and I was going to say, okay, yeah, maybe he is droppable, but his snap percentage has increased over the first three weeks. He's now playing about 50% of the snaps. They have their bye week coming up, so in that sense, if she can find someone that can produce that she thinks she can produce immediately, I'd say yeah, drop him. But maybe he gets a little more practice in the bye week, uh, and you know, I, I just there was a lot there was a lot of talk about him and a lot of potential for him. I would don't think it's a bad decision to to drop him, but I, I also would just I would caution her to drop him. For someone that isn't 
really going to do anything either. Like, if you can find someone good, sure. But I think there's plenty of options available on the waiver that I would prefer over DJ Moore. Sure. That's a fair take. I'm just saying you're wrong. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fair. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's probably droppable. I just, like I said, his snap count is increasing. They're working him more into the offense. They need a secondary guy to Devin Funches, and I, just no one has become that yet. So I, I don't know. There, I just think there's still potential there. Um, moving on to the next matchup, uh, we're going to talk about Dad versus Scott, and by Dad I mean Big Lou. Uh, this was a close one, and going into the game, Scott was actually technically uh, projected to win, but
Dad ends up taking down Scott with a score of 10,792 to Scott's 10,300. Pretty abysmal week for both of them. Neither of them deserved the victory, but as it is, Dad moves to 3-0. and uh, So I guess congrats to him for getting a lucky win. Uh, Scott, your team sucks. No, just kidding. Uh, Scott moves to 1-2. and two, um, And I, I guess we'll, we'll, let's start with Scott's team uh, because... I'm a little split on it. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Pierre Garçon doesn't need to be a part of Scott's team moving forward. Yeah, he's droppable. Louis, you're a kind of a quarterback guru, uh, as it was. Scott's got Alex Smith and Jared Goff. If you... He started Alex Smith the last two weeks. Alex Smith has not broken 2,000. He's a mediocre quarterback and it was really good last year, but it doesn't seem to be like he's going to be awesome in this new Washington offense. Unless he's looking, unless he's just looking for that real solid floor. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, he just Do you like Jared guaranteed. Goff? I mean, what's he, what's he been doing? He had a really good week against. He's up and the... down. Um, he's got a pretty good floor. Same thing. He's part of a really solid offense, so he's probably guaranteed. He's not going to disappoint you. Sure. You think you think like the seventeen hundred he got in week one is probably like his base. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's what Scott's looking for. It's just like a nice, solid floor, which is not a bad thing for a quarterback. But they're. I haven't looked at the waiver wire because I've got. There's this, someone you can stream every I week. Feel like there's probably that would do that's, better. But that's than also that. such a dangerous game. You know, it's like oh Blake Bortles is a good matchup and he puts up you know four hundred points <laughs> ridiculous like that. So sometimes sure. it makes sense to plug in guys like that. Alex Smith and Jared Goff are the same person, essentially, just... On different teams. Yeah, I mean, they're just like... I think Jared Goff has a much higher ceiling than Alex Smith. That's probably true, yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff... I think Alex Smith is not going to be much of a good fantasy option this season. I know that's dumb. That's probably dumb to say, but I, I believe in Jared Goff, I think, more than I should. I mean, if Robert Woods is doing this to me, I just got to think it's all in the power of his quarterback. That's fair. Well, it's all in the power of Sean McVay. Um, I mean, he was 29 for 36 this week. That's massive performance. I think there's a lot of weapons in that offense. I guess that's there's a, more weapons in the Rams' offense than in the Redskins' offense. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing that's good news for the Rams' offense is the Rams' defense has been getting injuries. Uh, Aqib Tlaib has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for multiple weeks. Um, so... And then their other corner, I can't remember, he's day-to-day for now, but um, Marcus Peters is day-to-day with something. Um, but yeah, if, they're de- like, if their defense isn't stopping people, their offense has proven that they're extremely capable, it's just going to be a matter of do they need to produce, right? If they don't need to score, they're not going to be... Sure, they're, they're not going to be riding Jared Goff hot, yeah. you know, yes. like, oh, we got to keep this guy going. No, he's, just, he's a clock manager. Like Alex Smith, where he just manages the game, and, and and the game script is you know we're ahead and our defense is kicking butt, you just kind of let him be yeah. be boring, and uh, so yeah, he could he could be up and down if if the defense stays good, but if they're if they're bad, if they're bad, then we could be we could be looking into something there. Uh, I still don't know if I believe in Jerry. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. The offense as a whole, sure, but that could be two hundred yards from. You know, uh, 
Dr. Dr. face. Yeah. It's kind of girly. Uh, okay, well, A.J. Green has a bad week, but he was injured part of the way through it. Uh, he's supposed to be... He says he's going to be back. There's a groin injury. He says he'll be back. Second week in a row, good week for Sammy Watkins. Like we talked about prior, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Kansas City. We'll see if he can keep up that kind of production. I am still super skeptical. Uh, but John Brown... Three weeks in a row of good production. He's getting the targets. He's getting the yards. He seems to be Joe Flacco's favorite target. It's him and Michael Crabtree who have both been startable all three weeks, which is something I was not expecting. Uh, so good job to Scott to trade for him. David Johnson puts up 14-10. I want to talk about David Johnson for a second. Um, really disappointing so far. Obviously. I think his ceiling is very low. Uh, yes. It's much lower than it has been. Yes. I think that's fair. He's, he should have a floor, and in theory that floor should raise if he if they figure out that they've got one of the best running backs in the league on their team, <laughs> but they haven't figured that out yet. They just are fine to be really bad so far. It doesn't make any sense. And so, but yeah, you're not. I don't think you're getting the 3,000-point games from him this year unless something really changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on that team. So that's uh, that's obviously that's, disappointing. Yeah, you didn't draft him there, but you're. It's okay to have somebody who's kind of probably good for. His floor's got to be a thousand. What's, what's, you would think his floor is at least a thousand you know, most weeks. And then certainly not worth the draft stock. No, not worth the draft stock. But you don't. I guess if you can get somebody to buy him on the name. Right. If you could you try to trade him, him away, get some get some good pieces. Otherwise, you just hold him and hope that he, you know, ends up top 15 or something like that. Right, right, right. Based on volume. you want David Johnson or do you want Ezekiel Elliott looking over at Dad's team? Which running back do you want? I think I'd take Zeke. They're both in bad spots, but the Cowboys are a little better. And the Cowboys probably have a better potential to figure it out. I, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I'd rather yeah. have Elliott. I'd doesn't take Zeke. It doesn't seem like Arizona's going to figure it out. I, it makes me sad because I love David Johnson, but I just yeah I just yeah. there yeah. Uh, breakout game for Carry. Speaking of Johnson, Carry on Johnson breakout game. Hundred yards, first first hundred yard rushing game for a Lions running back since when? It was like so long. Reggie so Bush. Sad. It was Reggie Bush in twenty thirteen Thanksgiving. That is That's, so. You know, it was hilarious. a long time ago if it was Reggie Bush. <laughs> uh, what are you saying? He's not relevant anymore. or something? <laughs> That's rude. That's rude. Gronk, Bush. Not a not a great game. Only four receptions for fifty Scott. yards. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think at, I, I feel like they're going to figure that out. I don't know. Either either we're witnessing the end of an era, or I have a feeling that the Patriots at home against Miami are just going to go wild. They're going to just destroy Miami. I, I could definitely see that. If I mean, they I, don't, then maybe it, maybe this really is them fizzling out. They're no longer the team they were. Yeah, this they is, can't let... I, but at the same time, this is the Patriots every year, man. It's not every year. <laughs> what are they, 1-2? It's the first like, time they're 1-2 since, like, 2004 or something right. like that. It's been, sure, it's, but I mean, like, they're sure, always... They start... we all, they're never the Patriots until, like... <laughs> Week fourteen, and then we're like, "Oh shit, they're gonna win the Super Bowl again." Yeah, I mean, it was it was two years ago. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs, and 
people were legitimately calling for Tom Brady to be, and excuse my language, fucking benched. People were calling for Tom Brady to be benched after one game, after one game uh, against the Chiefs. And the Patriots went on to win the GD Super Bowl that year. Okay, yeah. so like, it's just, they, they always figure it out until they don't. I think you have to assume they will. That's exactly my point, yeah. If, if that's, and this is a big test because they they're, they're real mad about losing to the Lions. They go back home and they get the Dolphins who don't deserve to be 3 and 0. Mhm. And they're just going to if they they're going to pick them apart, you would think. Or The Jakeem Grant led Dolphins. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. This, this this for me this is the test. If they if they somehow don't win this game, then you then you start to get real worried about all your Patriots players. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. If they if they don't show up in, against Miami at home, uh, yeah, it might be time to to jump ship. Uh, but overall, like Scott's wide receivers look good, and with David Johnson being steady, Carryon Johnson rising up, I think it's just the flex spot he has to worry about for next week. And currently, his bench is atrocious, uh, so. I don't know he, why he's fucking rostering Jesse James when he's got Rob Gronkowski. I mean, no matter what happens, you're starting Rob Gronkowski every single yeah. week. And if he's you, not injured, you start Yes. Him. So the fact that he picked up Jesse James, I don't know why. He's uh, also rostering Duke Johnson Jr. So. And, and Cole Beasley. Uh, so he traded you, and I, couldn't, I could not believe this when it happened. He, he trades TJ you Yeldon. for TJ Yeldon, and then he drops him to hold on to Duke, jo- Duke Johnson Jr. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, he's got a he's got a second tight end to a to the best tight end in the league, just in case I guess, and he's got Duke Johnson and he gets rid of T.J. Yeldon who he just traded for. Traded for. It's he knows something we don't. It's that's that's what I got to keep saying. He either knows something we don't or he has no idea what he's doing. So we'll figure that out as the season goes. on. I'll lean towards he has no idea what he's doing until proven <laughs> otherwise. Um, moving on to Dad's team. Uh, it wasn't a good week, but there are some bright spots. I mean, Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs both had trash weeks, but you you just throw those out. I mean, both of those guys are fine. They both got. I mean, Diggs got ten targets. Uh, Allen got seven targets. It wasn't. I they will. Weren't... I will slow your roll, though. I mean, you, oh you're gosh. right that they're fine. They're fine. I mean, I'm not going to say they're not fine. No, that's so true. I'm not disagreeing with you, but your tone. Watch it because. You got to worry a little bit about Keenan Allen and no, you don't. the catches that Mike Williams is taking away from him. And Stefan Diggs, you don't have to worry about him, but I mean, Adam Thielen's getting more points. That doesn't that doesn't tickle your pickle. Like I just I'd worry a little bit. You're the idiot that I would absolutely steal Keenan Allen from if you were his owner. Uh, hey, that's what I did to Scott with Chris Hogan and it's working out great. <laughs> Anyway, no, you're going to eat your words. Keenan Allen is absolutely fine. Mike Williams being there. Philip Rivers looks great. It was a bad week from Keenan Allen. It happens to everyone. Next week, Keenan Allen is going to get 12 catches for 120 yards and a touchdown, and Mike Williams will have three catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, and it'll be back to normal, and, you know, you can just shove it, It's the it, same with Diggs and Thielen. They're going to go back and forth. Like, I mean, in right. some games, there'll be enough points for them both to have huge games, but... It's going to be one guy gets touched on, the other guy doesn't, you know, uh, game script type of stuff. But you got to start them both and hope for the best. I mean, 
Lucky for Dad, the rest of his lineup, besides those two studs, Fizzlin, did really well. Big Ben with a huge game. Emmanuel Sanders with another solid game. Ezekiel Elliott and Alex Collins. Dad's got really, I mean, those aren't bad running backs at all. I really like both those guys most weeks. Collins just gets stabbed in the back by Buck Allen every game. uh, With What's your temperature? Stolen. What's your Alex Collins temperature right now? How are you feeling on him? Because you've been skeptical on him, too. It's tough. I mean, I'm not as sold as I... For him, it, I you know, I'd rather have Carlos Hyde. I don't Me too. like that Alex Collins... Well, I know that's not a bold statement, but Alex Collins isn't a workhorse. They just don't use him that much. There's always other guys in the team stealing his workload. But he's, he's solid. He's a good running back, too. I think... I mean, I'm not worried about Dad's team. I think for his two best wide receivers to be the reason he had a low week and for him to get the W, that's huge. Plus, you got Tyler Boyd sitting on your bench having a massive week with a touchdown and 132 yards. It seems like he's going to be reputable this season on that, I guess, decent Bengals offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dad's wide receivers are in good position, and his running backs are serviceable. He's looking good. Yeah, no, Dad's team, I think, still looks fine. Uh, Philip Lindsay on his bench getting ejected for punching someone. Yeah, yeah, not great for him. Uh, but, you know, he didn't start Lindsay or Freeman. Freeman has now scored in back-to-back weeks for what whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, the good news is if Lindsay ends up in the doghouse, Dad can start Freeman confidently. True. Very good point. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> One of the two guys, it feels like, has to work out. Yeah, you would both, think. So you would think. Uh, but yeah, no, a lot of promising stuff from Dad's team. Uh, like I said, you throw out Allen and Diggs' performances, and and you just move on. And I think there's not really much he has to change. He picked up OJ Howard off waivers. I love it. He looked good. Seven, six catches for 72 yards tonight. So uh, I love that he dropped uh, Jack, baby hands Doyle and. Uh, Picked up Howard. I think his team looks good. Um, moving on to the next matchup, yeah? Yeah. We're going to talk about me versus Louie. Uh, Louie takes me down, and this was another pretty lame matchup, uh, considering what you and Kyle did and what, what Brian and Dan did. Louie takes me down with 11,658 uh, to my 10,964. Uh, this was one of three matchups that came down to the Monday night game. Um, three, There were three matchups that were undecided. And I had a really good shot. I was favored going into tonight. Um, but James Conner underperformed, and Ryan Fitzpatrick brought the Fitz magic. And Louis made a bold call to bench his fourth-round draft pick in Russell Wilson uh, and start. He picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick off waivers and that ended up being a 1,300-point difference and the reason that he beat me. So kudos to you, Louie. Uh, so now if – let me ask you this. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is named the starter next week for Tampa Bay, are you, are you going to keep rolling with him? Who are they playing? Uh, Tampa Bay are playing the Bears – and then uh, Russell Wilson you got against uh, the Cardinals. So, yeah, um, at home? No, in, in, Arizona. in Arizona. But still, 
Yeah, at the bear, against the Bears, that's rough. I think I definitely. This was a one-week rental. Russell Wilson, you know, the Seahawks have just started slow. I knew he was going to start slow. Um, and so I just, yeah, it, it was. I thought this matchup was was looking pretty good, based on what he's done. Yeah, and, and what the Steelers uh, have done on defense. Right, right. Uh, I figured I, I would. I think. Sorry, I I was no. just going to say I think if I think if Ryan Fat what Ryan Fitzpatrick would have won tonight, uh, <laughs> he he would. They would have they would have been three and zero, and it's like how do you not make him the starter? But I think because he lost, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking they'll go towards Jameis. I don't know. The Bucks are the Bucks, so who cares? But I don't think Fitzpatrick, is, with the Bears coming up and a bye week after that, and then going into Atlanta, I just I definitely think Russell Wilson will be Louis' quarterback moving forward for the next several weeks, unless he streams someone else. I don't see Fitzpatrick being the guy. But maybe no, that's ignoring no. the flames. No, yeah, it's. Uh, I hope that I hope Tampa Bay doesn't switch just because it's fun to watch. But uh, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, my long term plan has always been Russell Wilson. This was just kind of a situational like. Yeah, and it was ended up being a, a hero play, and it worked out. So made up for the fact that I dropped my seventeen hundred point kicker and picked up Dan Bailey, who was part of the biggest upset in twenty three years, or whatever you said. Yeah, yeah, so Louie cost himself 1,700 points by dropping Will Lutz, who put up 1,700, and uh, Dan Billy got zero because the Vikings were absolute trash. I'd like to pick up long-term, I think, uh, because Dan Bailey is one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history, and the Vikings had what we thought was a pretty good offense. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up working out, but bottom line Amari, is... You... Amari Cooper was a pooper scooper. Yeah, so thanks for cutting me off to make that comment. Uh... <laughs> You're welcome. It was, it was time sensitive, okay? Yeah, it was a very, very time sensitive comment. Uh...
Uh, but yeah, okay, so Ryan Fitzpatrick puts up 28-14. Great week. Devontae Adams, uh, another good week. He's getting 10 targets a game. Will Fuller, another great week. Five catches, 101 yards, and uh, a touchdown. He's got, through for his first two weeks, uh, 10 targets a game. Uh, Amari Cooper, the pooper scooper. Uh, <sighs> you know, I'm not sure. Amari Cooper, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about the Raiders. Um, they're 0-3 now. They don't feature Amari Cooper in week one. They go to him a lot in week two. And then again, they don't feature Amari Cooper. They go to Jordy Nelson, who was just wide open all game long. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you just bench Amari Cooper or you just, I don't know, try and trade him away for something. I don't know what you do there. But Melvin Gordon, another fine week, 15-40. Chris Thompson... Only got you 220. That was a lot of game scripts. Obviously, Adrian Peterson went off. They didn't need to use Chris Thompson in the passing game. They didn't really need to use the passing game. They were ahead on the Packers the whole game, and the Packers were just playing uh, catch-up. So uh, Jimmy Graham, 700, and honestly, like that's fine yeah, that's, for, for, for this year. Yeah, for tight ends, if you don't have Travis Kelsey, that's about what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. So that's you got Gronk. That's what you're looking at. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then Tyler Lockett, he, he's locked. He's locked it in uh, as a start for it for sure as long as Doug Baldwin is out and maybe even after that uh, he puts up 1984 another great week for him that's all three weeks with a touchdown right so, so. Um, yeah great stuff from him Houston uh, you don't have a very long leash for for people that disappoint on your team are you are you dropping them with 800 points against the lowly New York Giants I was looking at it. I probably will. I don't love any defenses that are available. Sure. Um, I mean, you're going against Indianapolis next week, so... Right. I said to myself, if they can't do it against the Giants, they're gone. But then I looked around and was like, ugh. I don't, you know, maybe they're just going to start slow and hopefully figure it out. I don't know what's going on in Houston. They're not, nothing is good there right now. What, what What is their record? Have they lost all three games? Yeah, they're all in three, right? Yeah, I think they lost all three games somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Titans, they yeah. lost to the Patriots, and they lost to uh, the Giants. Yeah, so it's not looking great in Houston. They still, you know, 800 is like... To be fair, all of them were one-possession games. Yeah, right, right. That's... Okay, but the it was a one-possession game against the Giants because they had a garbage touchdown with like six seconds left. It was... That's fair. It ended up closer than what it actually was. I mean, at no point did I think the Texans were going to win that game. No, they got down good. early and... Right, that was just it. And it's funny because they, they've got fantasy producers on offense. Yeah. But it, in real life, they just haven't been able to do anything. Yeah, their offense hasn't looked good, even though Sean Watson's got a, a lot week. of... Got, got a good week. been having good weeks. Yeah. You know, Lamar Miller has been, like, solid. Yeah. Um... Louie, take us through Tommy's team. Okay, well, you know, we've got the Matt Stafford situation. They won that game, but it was a disappointing score anyway. That was a lot of game script, right? Yeah. He looked really good, Yeah. and then they didn't need to throw basically the entire second half. Right. Um, Right. Um, You know, uh, yes, Matt Stafford, he's one of those guys that I always ignore, and he's always pretty good, so... (laughs) Forgetting what you get him in like the twelfth round or his free agency. <laughs> I think I stagged him in the no, it was like the ninth round. Okay, yeah. So that's good value. Um, Michael Thomas, you can't say enough about that guy. That if that if that keeps up, 
I don't even know. It's just that's that seems unsustainable. But so right it's now, incredible. it's incredible. Right now, what we're looking at is he's got 38 catches on the year on 40 targets. <laughs> uh, so he's a, he's averaging just under 13 catches a game and 133 receiving yards a game, and he's got three touchdowns through three weeks. He catches essentially, statistically, with a little bit of variance, every ball that's thrown at him. <laughs> I mean, that's nutty. So, yes, that looks amazing. And you got him, what, in the third round or something? I got him at the end of second round. End of second round. That's crazy. Um, Just say beginning of third round and rub it in people's faces. Sure, sure. Yeah, so we both had down weeks, but... I, I gave us a 50-50 chance going to the game. James Conner disappoints. Um, you know, basically, Fitzpatrick had to outscore Conner by about 1,000 or so coming into the week. I think it was like 900. The, coming into the Monday night game. Um, so, yeah, and it, now there's rumors that Le'Veon Bell could be traded, finally. And that could be unbelievable for Tommy's team. So Doug Baldwin comes back off injury, and let's say let's say they figure out what's going on in Buffalo, and LaShawn McCoy comes back, and he's actually a reasonable. Let's say you flex LaShawn McCoy, and he's decent. That's not a bad flex. Sure. <laughs> one, one of the historically one of the better running backs in the league. Yeah. Is in your flex spot. You've got James Conner filling in for Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell being Le'Veon Bell somewhere else. That would be unstoppable. So, but he's got to have some stuff that works out for him. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it was a down week, um, but honestly, I still, I, I, I like my team still. Um, and yeah, Randall Cobb, three forty six, abysmal week. You would never guess he got eleven targets. That's right, right. That's just, that's just. I don't understand how that happens. It was a terrible week. Him and Aaron Rodgers were not on the same page, but I like the eleven targets. Um, Got Kenny Stills off waivers, which someone before me should have absolutely picked him up. Nobody else even put in a claim for him, which is perplexing. Yeah, um, I was. I would have if I didn't. If I wasn't rostering two QBs, that was my thing this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a weird. That was a weird drop by Dad and uh, great pickup. Yeah, Dad dropped him to get Tyler Boyd, which is not a bad pickup. As of right now, yeah, it looks pretty yeah, good, yeah. Uh, and he's really good at the wide receiver position. So, uh, but yeah, I was. I saw Kenny Stills out there, and I really, really, really wanted him. Uh, happy I got him. Keelan Cole, I was never expecting a good math, a good output from him this week, honestly, because I thought Jacksonville would run away with from the game, sure. the game so and they wouldn't need to As it turned throw. out, it was 9-6. to six. Yeah, uh, but I love his talent. I think he's got good upside uh, rest of season. Coleman's week was saved. I, I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, Coleman's week was a little disappointing to me. Sure. With how much Atlanta's offense yeah. did. He's got the starting job to himself, and they score uh, 37 points. You think that he... He had 33 rush yards on 15 Right, carries. you think he does a little more than that. That's... But at the same time, right. there he is with his, you know, 1,000-point floor. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing, too, yeah. Even, even with, and even with Freeman in, he's usually got some pretty good flex value. So if Freeman is dealing with... Nagging, 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 yep. If he's in and out, in and out all season, he seems to be uh, concussion prone. Or you know, if he gets another concussion, he could miss a bunch of time. So he's got some options. Uh, yeah, down weeks for both of us. Neither of us really deserved to win, but it came down to this kind of fun Monday night game. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I've got no issues. I think I've I've thoroughly earned my one and two start. Uh, so, I mean, this week for sure. Last week was an okay week, but uh, I still didn't break thirteen thousand. So. Uh, if you're not breaking that threshold, you can't really expect a victory. You can get one, uh, but uh, I, I have no problem being one and two. I think my team has potential moving forward. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would love for Doug Baldwin to come back. And if, like you said, I'd, I'm holding out. Josh Allen looked good. And uh, if Michelle McGoy can go back and stay healthy and that offense can get things going, I think you're absolutely right that he'll be a, a good flex play for me. Um, no, oh, and before we move on, I did want to mention I got Buck Allen on my bench, who got another two touchdowns. This guy's uh, a vulture. This week he's got four touchdowns through three weeks. Buck Allen, Jack, right now through three weeks is the thirteenth ranked running back on the year. He's yeah, ahead I mean, of Jordan Howard. Well, he's ahead that of David won't Johnson. Be the case, but it certainly you'd think is it can't a... possibly. No, it won't be, but that certainly is real rough, mainly for Alex Collins. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And Jack, any final thoughts for you on mine and Louis' teams before we move on to the last matchup? No, let's let's go to the last matchup of the week. Greg versus Justin. Greg narrowing... Oh, I mean, Justin, with his third narrow loss of the season, Greg slipping by with 13-540 versus Justin's 13-4-10. My heart breaks for Justin. Just a gut-wrenching loss for the third week in a row. He is now 0-3. He and I sit at the bottom of the standings. I will be lower than him because of my point total. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your boys got the number one waiver again. woo woo. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Why don't you go through Justin's team, talk about the heartbreak, and then I'll close this out with Greg's team. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me. I, I wanted to ask you this, Jack. If you lost a week by four hundred and forty-two points, would you consider that a close loss? To lose by four forty? Yeah, that's that's definitely close. That's, yeah, and you would you would consider a that a close away. loss, and that'd be very disappointing to lose by that little, right? Definitely. Okay. So what we're talking about here for Justin's beginning of the season is through three weeks. He has lost by a combined amount of 442 points. That is 442 points over three weeks. That has to be record-breaking. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That's record-breaking. Over any three-week span. Yes, over any three-week span. I mean, nothing I, I can guarantee. I will go back and do the research this week. I can guarantee nothing even comes remotely. I mean that close. If we were to change our, if we were to like do the conversion between our league and a standard league, that That's might be record. That might be record breaking for all leagues <laughs> anywhere. Wow! Through, through all of time, <laughs> to lose three weeks in a row by that margin. Yeah, you're talking standard scoring. He lost by two and a half points, point six points, and one point three. Correct. Find it. If you can find it <laughs> on the internet somewhere, I don't believe it exists. That's insane. So, yeah, it, the, the, the good news for Justin is that uh, he had a good week, right? His team, I like his team. His team looks good. And if he I, – I, I hate to critique him when he is down, 
but I, I'm sure you noticed he played Peyton Barber again, uh, which I believe last week you said absolutely do not continue to play Peyton Barber. Um, so there are some bright spots, even though he made a, a mistake in playing Peyton Barber, and um, he didn't get the victory, but... I mean, who should he have played over Peyton Barber, Tommy? I would say maybe Calvin Ridley. Uh, who Did he just, have more points? He had um, <laughs> approximately 100 times, or 10 times as many points. Uh, puts up 3,700. Three uh, touchdowns, 146 yards, seven receptions. Thank you, Matt Ryan. Uh, but wow, Calvin Ridley... I mean, great for Justin with a great waiver pickup, but boy, could he have used those points in replace for Peyton Barber? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it was. I was hoping, and it was looking like it wasn't going to affect anything. Justin was still going to get the win until Mike Evans and Chris Godwin combined to score three thousand and six hundred and sixty points. Um, it was looking good all game, and then uh, I think both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin had second half touchdowns. Um, and it, yeah, it just it slipped away from Justin yet again. Todd Gurley with a massive week as well. Cam Newton with a massive week. I mean, kudos to Greg. Nothing, don't want to take anything away from him. Just brutal way for Justin to lose three weeks in a row. And I hate to say I told you so, but. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you point to Peyton Barber. But at the same time, you score 13-4-10, you're going to win most weeks. Not always, but most weeks. Yeah, you're going to win most and, weeks for sure. And that's a tough way to go down. So I think both these guys can feel good about their team's performances. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, specifically, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I am sure you can't expect that production from both of them every week. But the Buccaneers' offense is good, I guess. We'll see when Jameis comes back. I just, for some reason, am not on the Godwin train, but I know I'm wrong because he looks really good. Yeah, and honestly, he could have had more points. Uh, he had a few drops, um, one in the end zone. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I I'm, I can't believe Greg is 2-1. Uh, but here we are. Uh, I want to say one more thing about Greg's team. I mean, just a bad play by him to... You you got to think you're going against the Bills. You can't play the Vikings defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going up against Buffalo. Yeah, you're going up yeah. against the Bills. That's a high power offense. I mean, I guess they're at home, but still, it's the Bills. You know, it doesn't matter where the Bills are. They're they're still they're still the Buff the Buffalo Bills. No, uh, that I mean, that's really the fact that Greg was able to score that many with the Vikings only putting up six fifty against the Bills was definitely impressive. Jordan Wilkins also a soft spot in Greg's team. The Colts running backs are not good, and that includes Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, he's got um oh well, I mean the good news for him is that Mark Ingram will come back in week five, right? So uh he can plug him into his R B two. But yeah, for it's been tough sledding in that R B two spot for Greg over the first three weeks. Uh that is for sure. Um but yeah honestly his his team is is kind of I mean, Crowder scored, which made him have a good week, but but still, he's only averaging four targets a game, and if he doesn't get that touchdown, it's another bad week for Crowder. Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, for me, long-term, I would not 
I would not start Crowder. I mean, they got to buy in week four, but I mean, I guess they play New Orleans in week five. That's a pretty juicy matchup. <laughs> but uh, need one more chance there. Yeah, I mean, one more chance against New Orleans. But he's uh, also got Ted Ginn, you know, who, on his bench, so he he's yeah. start old WR three. Yeah, yeah, uh, decent um, three weeks. Uh, so yeah, not a bad point there. Um, you got to trade. Godwin or you can't you can't be starting two Tampa Bay wide receivers long term. I know they're that's my thing, but is that yeah. wrong? That's wrong. I mean, is that we're, wrong? We're, we're well, wrong to think in, that way. In the era of Fitzpatrick, it might be wrong, but no, they're gonna. I don't think you guys are wrong to think that. I, I mean, just historically, I, I mean, how many teams? How many teams in the league can you confidently start two wide receivers uh, on the same team? You got Pittsburgh, right, with Juju and Antonio Brown. Yeah. At this point, you might have Fuller and Hopkins. Uh, I mean, outside I still wouldn't of, want to start them. Both, I go, though, I go, know? I go. Lions. I, I absolutely. I start Marvin. You could start all three of the Kenny Lions. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and trade to make that team. Have my three starting wide receivers be the Lions. <laughs> there you go. I think with you Matt go, Stafford. I think you go wide receivers. I start Tyree Kill and and uh, and Sammy Watkins. I start. I start. I think there's a lot of teams you could start two wide receivers. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe again for the Rams. At the, through three weeks, you definitely can for the Rams. You can maybe start all three for the Rams as well. Cooper Cup, yeah. uh, Robert Woods, and I think Frank it's Bucks. just uh, it sounds it's, crazy. It just doesn't feel as good, you know. Right. It just right. doesn't feel it feels good. Feels wrong, yeah. Because you you don't know who to vote, who to root for when you're watching. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Goblin's about to blow up, but uh, honestly, it might not be a bad trade high. Sort of guy, right? If someone who needs a wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, Greg needs a running back currently. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Greg's team is like I said when he drafted it didn't look so great because especially because he was on auto draft uh, second half of it. But uh, like I said, two and one, back to back, good weeks. Uh, he got lucky last week beating Anna, but he put up a good amount of points the last two weeks. So good for him. Uh, for Justin's team, I mean, really. Aaron Rodgers, you're fine. Cooper Cup, you're fine. Antonio Brown, you're fine. Lamar Miller, you're fine. Marshawn Lynch, you're fine. Travis Kelsey, you're fine. Uh, and then, honestly, you plug in Calvin Ridley, at, at least for the time being, unless proven otherwise, it looks like he's going to be the number two in oh, Atlanta. There's a team you could start two wide receivers, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. That wouldn't be a bad combo. And Mo Sanu, man. You could start all three of them, yeah. Well, let's not call Mo Sanu, Sanu. a startable wide receiver consistently. Yeah, we'll, he's uh, got up and downs, but... But that's definitely the time. I'd start both those guys if I had them, for sure. Yeah, right. So you plug in Calvin Ridley, and then you're just waiting one more week for Julian Edelman to come back. You can get a win, move to one and three, and all of a sudden you're looking at Cooper Cup, Antonio Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Julian Edelman as his four wide receivers, one of them in the flex, with Travis Kelsey, Marshawn Lynch, Lamar Miller, and Aaron Rodgers. That's, yeah, that's not solid. a bad team. That's solid. It's not a bad team. So, And then let's not forget Justin G.D. Tucker, who is honestly just like maybe the best kicker in the history of the world. Uh, I, the guy is just automatic. He had a kick that was blocked um, this week, which was not his fault. The guy, he couldn't have done anything. The guy was in his face uh, before he could even get the ball up and over him. But I don't know that I've seen Justin Tucker miss a 50-yard field goal. <laughs> I know he has, but I can't remember him missing a 50-plus yard field goal. Uh, and then the Rams' defense has been good, and once they get Joey Bosa back, they're going to be even better. So, um, yep, yep. His team at zero and three. I mean, you and Justin are both zero and three, and I like both of your teams more than 
a good number of the other teams in the league currently. So yeah, that's that's how it goes. I that's guess. the bright spot for both of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was such a topsy turvy week. Uh, good teams losing to bad teams. A lot of no names got a lot of points this week. A lot of the studs didn't do well. Uh, it was a weird week overall. Um, but yeah, we're we're now three weeks through, and uh, that that sums up our. That pretty much sums things up. I, I don't think we should go any further. We've gone a little long on this one again, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Any final thoughts for Jack for you, and then Louis for you? No, I mean a crazy week of football. Excited to keep going. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, I would love and encourage all of you to email in with questions. We're happy to have guests on. And let us know what you want us to chat about. Yeah, back-to-back weeks for Louie on here. Uh, I know he wasn't maybe featured as much as he was last week, but we still appreciate uh, his input always. Um, Louie, I know you probably don't have any, but uh, I just wanted to give you a chance to say some final thoughts. Um, Through three weeks, let me ask you this. I'll, I'll ask you a direct question so that you can give some input on it. Through three weeks... Off the top of your head, who is your favorite team outside of your own? Off the top of my head, that's a rough one. I don't really focus on other teams because I'm the only one we're talking <laughs> okay. about. Um, it's it's probably recency bias, but Justin's team is good because we just talked about it. Yeah, last. we just talked about it last. But like the things you highlighted there. I guess both of his running backs are like high floor, low ceiling guys. But true, very you know, true. Like, yeah, with he's got one of the best tight ends. Yeah, he's got, he's got the a, best wide receiver. Right, he's got the best quarterback. Right. Yeah, that's a good team. Once he figures out, uh, assuming Calvin Ridley works out, um, and Julianne comes back, and is that's himself. exactly it. Julian Edmund, if, if he's if the Patriots are still good, Julian Edmund could be huge again. Yes, very true. Yeah, he could immediately be a wide receiver one or two. Right. Now he's got Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman, plus possibly a very good, you know, rising star rookie out of nowhere. Um, yeah. It's a good team. You never want to bet against Aaron Rodgers. I mean... True. He could, he should and could and probably will do a lot better the remaining games. Yeah, he's, he's still... had some down games working with his injury. Um... So Justin's is good, and I don't know who else is on anybody's team. Well, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, you're focused on your own, and listen, maybe I should. Maybe that's how the rest of us should be. You're, you've got the blinders on, you know, yep. and you're just looking at your team, and maybe that's the reason you're arguably. And I, you know, what I don't even think arguably. I, you have never missed the playoffs <laughs> since we went to head-to-head format. Uh, and honestly, to me, regular season success like that, I think is more impressive to do that consistently, you know, because that's, that's such a larger sample size, right? Once you get to the playoffs, a single yeah, yeah. crazy week right. knocks you which out, is what, which, which is, is what happens. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what happens in fantasy. But uh, yeah, for you, I mean, you're certainly uh, over the years have been better than I have and uh, better than Jack has been. So um yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, speak for yourself, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, the stats are there, uh, so you know. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs>
it's been a pleasure talking with both of you, and uh, thanks to everyone that tuned in and listened. This has been episode four of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. Thank you so much, uh, and uh, we'll see you again next week where, uh, Jack, what are we going to do? Let's Talk Fantasy Football. Shoo, no, 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 no